Is it time for the liberal NDP coalition to pull the plug? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. The liberals don't mind it as they're still in power, but the NDP, which is propping them up, well, it hasn't seen much in the way of gains. Is time running out for the New Democrats? The NDP didn't ask to form a coalition government with the liberals, but they seem to be wearing every mistake the government makes. Is time running out for the NDP? Our unpublished vote question asks you, has the NDP squandered its chance by supporting the liberals in parliament? Yes, no, or unsure. You can log on and cast your vote at this topic at unpublished.vote. Don't forget to email your MP afterwards using our tool to tell them why you think what you do. All comments on the unpublished.ca website will be entered into a draw for a $10 gift certificate. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. Now, when the agreement was reached between the two parties, our next guest called it the Axis of Weasels. Warren Kinsella is a columnist and former advisor to Prime Minister Kretchen and joins us now. And Warren, has the Axis run its course? I think the Axis of Weasels still works, certainly for Prime Minister Trudeau. And, you know, it was kind of a mean thing for me to say, but I'm a mean person. So I, you know, I apologize. But I mean, you got to give Trudeau credit. Uh, You know, Harper in 2004 brought together the warring factions of the conservative movement, and he turned it into a government. And I think Trudeau basically transformed his minority government in 2021 into a majority with the support of the NDP. Has it been good for the NDP? I don't think so. You know, Trudeau's appropriated any of their good ideas like dental care and so on. And a lot of people think that those are Justin Trudeau's ideas. And I think the other thing he's done very successfully is scared new Democratic voters about Pierre Polyev. A lot of them, I think, are going to be stampeded into voting for the liberal option next time. David Coletto will have an opinion about this because they need somebody to stop Pierre Polyev, and they see Justin Trudeau, or whoever Trudeau's successor is, the most likely person to do that. Do you feel the NDP has made any gains for the party or for the Canadians since the agreement? Well, they'll tell you that, you know, they got the the dental coverage stuff and they've got this and that and the other thing. But, you know, uh, I've been involved in the Liberal Party in in my past, in my youthful past. And, um, you know, the Liberals are pretty good at taking credit for the achievements of others. (laughs) And I think that's certainly the case here. You know, and if you were to ask anybody about the ideas of the NDP that the Liberals appropriated, they'd say, well, it was Trudeau who did that. You know, and and I think that's something that Trudeau deserves some credit for, just as Harper brought together the warring factions of the conservative movement in 2004 and created, you know, the conservative party we have now. Trudeau's achievement a couple of years ago was doing this deal with the NDP. I think he executed a friendly takeover of the new Democratic Party of Canada. And, uh, you know, they went along with it. They're okay with it. And so the benefit to him is if he runs again, or if any liberal uh, leader, new liberal leader runs, um, you know, I think he's been very successful at scaring new Democrat voters about the Pierre Polyev uh, option and what a Pierre Polyev government would mean. So I think, you know, if he, even if he doesn't have them formally, he's got them informally. I think a lot of those voters would be stampeded towards the liberal choice uh, at the time of the next election. You know, looking back at your book, The War Room, how would you advise the NDP to turn around their fortunes then? 
Well, you know, brand is everything. You look at uh, the BC Liberals, they changed their name to something else. I can't even remember what it is. And now they're in third place, you know, a former uh, government in British Columbia. So branding is everything. I think the results in Manitoba this week demonstrate the new democratic brand still has some some value, although I would argue that probably a lot of people were weary with the PC government in Manitoba after three terms. Um, you know, and then in British Columbia, of course, you know, the NDP has been very, very successful. But I think that's because of EB and the leadership that they've had. So, you know, there is some value there. There's that 20 percent you can always count on, even in places like Alberta. We're going to vote New Democrat. The problem is, you know, Jagmeet Singh really has not been a leader uh, of the magnitude of Ed Broadbent or any, you know, Ed Jack Layton. Um, he really seems to have been submarine by Trudeau and has let Trudeau basically own his vote and own his option. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know if a change in leadership would remedy that, but it's got to be something that the New Democrats are thinking about. Well, what else would be they thinking about if they were thinking about a new leader? Is there anybody in the party right now who sort of fits the bill? There are people in that caucus who you can tell uh, chafe at his leadership and chafe at some of the decisions that he has made. And I think, uh, you know, you can reasonably see some of them stepping forward. And so too at the provincial level. One thing that a lot of people don't know is unlike the Conservative Party, unlike the Liberal Party, the new Democratic Party is one party at the provincial and the federal level. And so there's a degree of cooperation and understanding there um, that gives rise to um, new leadership and and new choices. And, you know, Jagmeet Singh came from that. You know, he'd been the deputy leader in Ontario and became federal leader because a lot of the the strategists and a lot of the uh, uh, political faces in the NDP are found, you see them jumping back and forth quite often. So as Wab Canoe takes over in Manitoba, I, I can easily see some people who have been active in British Columbia or Ontario moving to to Winnipeg to help run the government there. So you see that much more with the new Democrats than you do with the other parties. And, uh, you know, I think that they do benefit from that. I think also it, it tends to point to the fact that they don't have a lot of bench strength and they've got to move it around in order to support when they win. Warren, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, my friend. Warren Kinsella is a former advisor to Prime Minister Gretchen, as well as a columnist. Now, the polls have been lining up, showing a decline of support for federal liberals, primarily to the Conservatives. David Coletto is the CEO and Chair of Abacus Data, and he joins us now. And David, a 15-point lead for the Conservatives. Is it all coming off the grits? Um, almost all of it is. Um, you know, we've seen the Liberals, particularly over the course of the summer, see their support go from like the low 30s now to the sometimes mid-20s. And what's interesting, to your point, is when you look at where this the voter flow is happening, um, the Liberals are losing about a quarter of their vote and about equal numbers are going to the NDP and to the Conservatives. But it's it's among New Democrat supporters. They're losing a, a significant portion and most of it is going to the Conservatives. So the Conservatives have um, moved to a position where they are in you know majority government territory because they've pulled disaffected Liberals, but they've also pulled New Democrats and some of those who voted for the People's Party last time. And that's given them this this 40 plus um, you know, percent lead 
in in the not not a 40 percent lead, but a 40 percent share of the vote right now if 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 an election were held today. You, you don't often see the NDP flocking away to the conservatives. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, we have this, I think, I don't know if it's a conventional wisdom that like uh, Canadian politics is linear, right? That that a voter goes from NDP to liberal to conservative and vice versa. But um, in many parts of the country and among many voters, um, you know, the NDP and the conservatives are really the only two parties in their orbit and the liberals really aren't aren't considered. And I think what's happening is in many parts of the country where particularly men, uh, but also women who work in um, you know, think I, I hate the term blue collar kind of jobs that, you know, unionized private sector, unionized workers who maybe historically has seen the NDP as as their primary advocate are really appealing, are being appealed to and and, and find, um, I think, a lot of um, th- there's a lot of interest in what Pierre Polyev is saying. And, and we saw that with Doug Ford in Ontario in the last provincial election. And I think we're starting to see that happen uh, federally as well. So the conservatives are building a very broad coalition that includes their traditional kind of conservative, small C conservative base, but are now adding in um, many of these these folks who 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 are, you know, working in, you know, frontline kind of jobs, uh, driving trucks, um, you know, in forestry, mining um, and, and others, construction and and uh, see common cause, I think, with what the conservatives are talking about. Uh- you know, when 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 I look at at your numbers, and in particular when we're, we're talking about the NDP, you would figure, but this coalition might have gotten them uh, a bit more attention, but they don't. They seem to be pretty stagnant. And when you talk about the Conservatives poaching some of their voters, is this a a leadership or is this a message issue? I, I think it's uh, it's probably a little bit of both, and I think you can't divorce the leader from the message because often the vehicle. The person delivering the message is the message itself, right? And I think when when you think about those those types of people I just described, right, who mm-hmm. um, who 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 don't, uh, uh, you know, maybe I, I I hate using these stereotypes, but like imagine, you know, they live in a smaller community in northern Ontario. They they drive a pickup truck. They they you know enjoy a beer in the evening. Jagmeet Singh, um, you know doesn't appeal to them not because of what he stands for but you know how he looks and dresses and the what what the issues he focuses on and i think it, that's been um uh part of the problem that that mr singh has so he's wildly popular among young people who who find you know the way that he talks about politics the issues he focuses on really appealing but he's lost uh, i think a lot of that more traditional as we know, used to think ndp voter the ones that voted for Ed Broadbent, the ones that even saw Jack Layton as somebody who was like fighting for them are in their corner. Um, I think Jagmeet Singh um, has a much harder time connecting uh, with that group. And so I think it's it's part leader, uh, it's part message, but it's also that they're up against a competitor in Pierre Polyev, who's just so much more effective at talking about these issues that pe- these voters care about, which are the cost of living. It's it's not being able to you know get access to healthcare. It's it's the fear that they're going to lose their house or their kids aren't going to be able to buy a house, even now in smaller communities um, that that you know five ten years ago weren't really worried about the cost of housing. The, the the housing crisis has now inflicted every part of this country, and so they're they're hearing what they want from Pierre Polyev, and and I think less so from from Mr. Singh. You know, when, when I look at your your poll and the, the three top issues facing Canadians, inflation, housing and health care, 
all three are in the wheelhouse of the NDP. They're always thought of as the ones that are going to lead the way on that. And I, I just wonder where did they sort of lose the path? Well, I think I think we, we've seen I think somewhat of a realignment. I think yeah, historically, it's, you know, particularly on healthcare, on housing. You know, when we ask people which party do you think is best able to handle those, the NDP does pretty well um, relative to to the Liberals. Um, but it's that the Conservatives are doing so well that they have focused like a laser. And being the fourth party in the House of Commons is hard to get attention um, when you're up against Pierre Polyev, who's just so good at it. So I think that's one of the factors. Um, I also think, you know, the confidence and supply arrangement that exists between the Liberals and the New Democrats that's allowed the Liberals to stay in power because they've made concessions to the New Democrats um, in, an, in an environment where so many Canadians, right, eight and 10 say they want a change in government. When you are part of the reason why the thing you want out more than anything is still in power, it's hard, you know, to be both an opposition party and a party that is working closely with the governing party. And that, I think, has complicated the message for them. So you have Jagmeet Singh out there saying, you know, the liberals haven't done enough to bring grocery prices down. And and he wants them to chastise, you know, uh, grocery CEOs. But then the response by others is, well, you're if you don't think they're doing a good job, why do you keep supporting them? And so it's a, it's a really tough place for them to be. And so I think that's that's part of the reason why they haven't been able to really carve out uh, a clear a clear position in people's minds as being the, the strongest advocates for for some of these big issues. Do you see a risk to the NDP if they do have a, a leadership race while this agreement is in in place? Well, I mean, I don't know if I don't actually think Jagmeet Singh's job is actually, um, although we'll find out um, this this weekend uh, or next weekend, sorry, when the NDP convention happens. I don't know if his job's actually in risk, but um, I, I think it's it. He's well known. Right. And it's and that's the one asset that that is hard to, to quickly build up. And I can't think of another prospective NDP leader who would have the same name recognition and familiarity and generally positive impressions like Jagmeet Singh still is in terms of net favorables the most popular leader in the country more people have a favorable view of him than a negative one that is not light and day Justin Trudeau would die to have those kind of numbers right now mm -hmm. so I'm not saying Jagmeet Singh is is a is a, is, a, is gonna you know is killing the party the party can't make gains with him um and so I'm not sure a, another leader actually changes that and because I'm not sure there's anyone else out there who could hit the ground running and in such a short period of time, build a relationship with Canadians before that next election. How do you see the NDP win in Manitoba impacting the party's federal hopes, if anything at all? Yeah, well, we're already seeing, like we're, we're in the field right now, we're already seeing um, kind of a, a halo effect in the prairies, right? More people saying they'd vote NDP federally. Um, and we saw that actually happen. If you go back all the way to 2015, when the Alberta NDP surprised everybody by by forming government in the spring of 2015. And, and we had a federal election coming later that fall. And for a long time, um, that boosted the, the national NDP's numbers because Canadians outside of Alberta were looking at, particularly Alberta, which has, again, never elected an NDP government. Canadians were saying, mm -hmm. well, if Alberta's electing a new Democrat government, maybe we should look at it too. So I think that only helps them. I don't know if it's sufficient to put them like in contention or to push the Liberals down into third. But I think the fact that you have this um, a new government in Manitoba led by the first First Nations, you know, provincial premier, that's historic. Um, now, 
Jagmeet Singh wasn't campaigning with him. I don't know if they wanted him anywhere near uh, that election, but most Canadians won't know that. And I think it will have, if anything, a sl- you know some positive effect on the, the fortunes of the NDP, at least for a period of time. Um, you know, there's no election looming uh, federally, so I don't know if, if they can count on that, you know, pumping up their vote. But it doesn't hurt when voters are voting NDP somewhere because it means um, they might vote for them federally as well. David, I want to thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Ed. Take care. David Coletto's the chair and CEO of Abacus Data. Our unpublished vote question asks, has the NDP squandered its chance by supporting the Liberals in Parliament? Yes, no, or unsure. You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. I want to thank David for joining us along with Warren Kinsella. And I want to thank you for watching the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand. <laughs>